Many of us just celebrated Thanksgiving with our family and friends. But have you ever noticed that sometimes it's hard to be thankful, even on Thanksgiving? Welcome to This Divine Moment, a podcast all about learning to notice and respond to the work that God is already doing in each of our lives. In today's episode, we will look at our relationship with gratitude, how there are things that can steal our gratitude and joy away from us, and how God can meet us in the midst of that struggle. Well, hey everyone, welcome to this Divine Moment. I am your host, Ben Cornick. If you don't know me, I am a father, I'm a husband, I'm a pastor, I'm a speaker, and I am also someone who absolutely loves Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, It is one of my favorite holidays for a few reasons. Uh, One is my earliest American ancestors were actually on the Mayflower and uh, helped found uh, the the Plymouth uh, community. And uh, I'm very just thankful for that heritage. Um, Also, I am thankful for the fact that on Thanksgiving, we do things like eat pumpkin pie and everyone is just great with it. Uh, So many other days of the year, I would feel guilty about eating the amount of pie that I eat on Thanksgiving, but on Thanksgiving, I don't don't feel that guilty about it. Uh, But I also get to see family and friends, and I also get to uh, see ways that people in the community uh, are blessed. Uh, For example, the church I'm a part of, Christ the Rock Community Church, uh, we do a Thanksgiving meal every year where literally hundreds, over 600 volunteers come together to serve the community, and over 3,000 people are served uh, a Thanksgiving meal. Uh, some of them, they're in need financially, um, so they maybe wouldn't have been able to afford that kind of meal for themselves, but some people, they're in, they're in need relationally. Like, they, they're just lonely or isolated. Maybe they've lost loved ones, and they, want, they just want to be somewhere where they can enjoy a Thanksgiving meal with other people. So for me, that's part of the reason I really love Thanksgiving. But another reason is because it gives us an opportunity to lean into one of the healthiest practices that any person can regularly have in their lives. And that is the practice in the art of gratitude. See, gratitude is such an overlooked aspect of mental health sometimes. There are many people who will work on how to combat their anxiety. Many people will think about how they can overcome their depression. Uh, Some people will think about the ways that they can uh, combat uh, issues from the past and hurts that they have. And and that's all really uh, good stuff. We should be figuring out how to improve our mental and emotional health. But one of the best ways we can do that is through gratitude. Uh, so there's stu- there's been studies that have been done by uh, people in the neuroscience field of study, and they have found that our brains, when it comes to positive experiences, positive memories, even positive comments, so when somebody says something nice to you, uh, your brain is like Teflon when it comes to those things. Meaning, you know, Teflon's the stuff that they put on nonstick pans, and so it it means that things will just slip right off. So when someone says something positive to us, our brain really doesn't hold on to it. Um, when we 
experience something really positive. Our brain doesn't hold on to it. But our brains are like Velcro when it comes to negative thoughts, negative experiences, and negative comments. That's why if I said to you, can you remember a way that someone complimented you back in middle school or high school? You might say, ah, I don't know, maybe. But if I said, hey, do you remember some hurtful words that someone said to you back in middle school or high school? I bet you money that it wouldn't take you very long to remember quite a few things that have been said to you. See, our brains naturally hold on to the negative stuff. Isn't that like frustrating? <laughs> uh, but it's so true. And so we actually have to work hard at holding on to positive things. And the practice of gratitude helps us do that. And what gratitude is, we all know what it is. It's just being thankful for things. And we shouldn't do it just once a year. There shouldn't be that one time for that couple of minutes on Thanksgiving where we take an inventory of what we're thankful for. It actually should be a daily practice, something that we do every single day to be able to give ourselves this ability to hold on to what is good and let go of what is negative. Um, for example, just yesterday, uh, when I was at the Thanksgiving meal that our church was hosting, I talked to one guy who he, he's literally living in a tent right now. And that, at, that just really caught me off guard. And so I spent a little time talking with him and a woman who had brought him. And I came home feeling a lot more thankful for the home that I have. And there was actually a short season in my life where I was homeless. And thankfully, people let me crash in their house. And um, I got to sleep in guest bedrooms and things like that. And uh, But the point is that there are times where we can start to forget all of the many blessings that we do have. And here's why. Here, well, here's what I think happens. I think it's because we're focusing on everything that we do not have. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt said that comparison is the thief of joy. And in my mind, joy and gratitude are linked. They go together. Uh, even in the Bible, you see many times where it talks about how joy and gratitude work together. So when he says that comparison is the thief of joy, it makes so much sense. Because when we compare our lives to other people, we automatically will feel as if we don't have enough. Or even the example I just gave you, I, I compare my life to this man who has it worse than me, and then all of a sudden I feel better. Uh, and that shouldn't be the only way that I feel uh, some sense of gratitude, is when I run into someone who's somehow doing worse than me. Like that, that feels just as unhealthy. And so comparison actually doesn't help us walk into joy. It doesn't help us hold on to that. And uh, there is a proverb, and it's Proverbs 14.30, and it says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Envy rots the bones. And... There's actually been some studies done that talk about how our state of mental health really does impact our physical health. So the fact that envy rots the bones, I don't think that that's an overstatement by Solomon. I don't think he's just saying, you know, envy is really bad for you, like to the point that it'll, you know, 
quote-unquote rot your bones. Not really, but I think he's saying, no, really, it will rot your bones. Like, you will get to the point where you are like Ebenezer Scrooge, and uh, you just, you have no joy, no contentment, no peace, no gratitude, and you will begin to rot away, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but also physically. Like, you will rot away. Envy rots the bones. It's a poison in our lives. And we live in an age where envy is so easy. It's not like uh, a time where maybe you lived in a small town and there might have been a couple people you were envious of. Now, I can go online and find 10,000 influencers to be envious of. Uh, and often, a lot of times, their lives are not nearly as good as they act like they are. But all I see is a, a quick video or a snapshot on Instagram or Facebook, and all of a sudden, I'm left feeling as if my life isn't really that great because I'm not in the Caribbean or I'm not uh, you know, taking some big vacation or I didn't just buy a new car. And so all of a sudden, I can look at someone else's life on social media and feel like my life isn't that great. And so this is, the, this is what we have to be careful of. We have to be really careful to not compare our lives to other people, to not fall into the trap of envy. And gratitude helps us do that. So something I've been trying to do on a regular basis, I'd love to say I'm doing it daily, but I haven't gotten there yet. Um, but on a regular basis, I try to stop and just take inventory. So maybe once or twice a week, I'll stop and just thank God for all of the things that are going on in my life. Um, I'll thank him for my wife, for my kids. I thank him for the home I live in. I thank him for uh, the car that I have. It's nothing special. It's just uh, an old Nissan, but I'm thankful that I have it. Uh, I thank him for the job that I have. I thank him for the privilege that I have to be able to be a representative for him to preach the gospel. Um, I thank him for the clothing I have and the food that I eat and the neighborhood I live in. And I just, I'll just go on and on, but then I'll stop. And I start to thank him for things that maybe aren't as easy to thank him for, but I'll thank him for the hard things. I'll thank him for the challenges because it's, it's not easy to thank God for some of the difficult stuff. But then I, I'm reminded of what it says in the book of James, chapter 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So I go, God, I'm, I'm thankful that you love me so much that you want to see me be mature and complete. You don't want me to be incomplete. You don't want me to be immature. You don't want me to be somebody who keeps on running into the same issues over and over again in life and just can't seem to figure out how to overcome. You want me to grow and learn and get stronger and to know you better, Lord. And so I thank him that he allows me to go through the challenges that he allows me to go through. And then sometimes he'll open my eyes to things that he helped me avoid. Uh, so it's not like he just will let me go through anything and everything. Like he has cer certain challenges he wants to bring my way to help me, but he has other things that he helps me avoid so that I don't walk into unnecessary pain. And so I thank him for that too. So here's my point. 
when you regularly practice uh, this, this idea of gratitude, it's going to help you to hold on to what is good. And actually, what I think happens is it, it begins to help you to get rid of the negative stuff as well. Uh, a few years ago, I had a season in my life where uh, I was doing ministry work. Uh, you know, I've been a pastor for 12 years now. Um, and I was working at a large church, a lot of good things happening. Uh, you know, I was, I was already married. We already had a couple of kids. And yet, I just, every single day I woke up, I just felt like my life was not good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I just was like, I don't like this. This isn't what I want. And I, I had like a bad attitude about everything. And then there's this Bible verse that says, do everything without complaining. And there's another one that says, thank God in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I'm like, I'm not thanking him in all circumstances. And I'm complaining about everything. I'm doing the exact opposite of what the scriptures tell me to do. And I had to get to a place where I realized that the reason I wasn't being thankful, the reason that I had so much frustration and that I complained so much was because I was literally caught in the trap of comparison. So often I would just compare my life to other people and see how they had it, and see what they were doing, and it made me frustrated. Um, so there are certain people I stopped following on social media, not because I don't like them, not because I don't think they're good people, but because I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle seeing the things going on in their lives. I've gotten to a point in my life now where I love to celebrate the good that's happening in the lives of other people, but in that season, I couldn't. And um, so you, you got to figure out for yourself, what are you doing that's robbing you of your ability to stay in gratitude? What's robbing you of your joy? How are you comparing yourself to the lives of others? And then also, how are you letting envy rot your bones? Because envy, it goes further than comparison, right? Envy is the point where you say, not only am I frustrated that I don't have what that person have has, I want what they have, which is coveting. The Bible says we shouldn't covet. Do you realize that God's laws are in place for our good? That he, he says these things because he knows what's healthy and good for us and what's unhealthy for us. He knows how he created us. And one of the biggest things that will literally kill us is envy and coveting and comparison. And so that's where gratitude helps us to overcome this, this deficiency within ourselves that even the field of neuroscience is proving to be true that we hold on to the, to the negative and we have such a hard time holding on to what is good. But the Bible tells us to hold on to what is good and get rid of everything that's evil. And so whatever it is that is killing you in your life right now, may you be able to find gratitude in the midst of the difficulties. May you allow gratitude to grow in your life. May you see that comparison is stealing your joy. And in all of this, may you receive the peace, the grace, and the goodness of God as you learn to thank him for all things in Christ Jesus. Well, I want to thank you for joining me for this divine moment. I hope that you have uh, heard 
from God today as we have looked at some of the scriptures. I hope that you've had divine moments yourself where you feel God meeting you in the midst of your circumstances. So often in the scriptures, we are told that that is exactly what God does. I really do hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, and I also want to remind you that uh, this Sunday, uh, November 28th, marks the beginning of the Advent in the church calendar. If you don't know what Advent is, Advent means arrival. And so we celebrate the first arrival of Christ, and then we look forward with great hope and anticipation towards his second arrival, his second coming, where he comes to make all things new. And so I don't know if your church celebrates that or not, but uh, I just wanted to remind you of that important season that we're moving into. And so whatever you're going through right now in your life, I hope that you can find hope in Christ. And if you need me to pray for you about anything or anything that you want to see or hear on the show, uh, feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so, uh, and LinkedIn. And so feel free to reach out to me and I would love to connect with you there. Well, thanks again for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And I hope that you join me again next week for another episode of This Divine Moment.